uh, we'll be finding that final little thing. I won't, I won't be here next week. There's a few of us who are here this evening who won't be here next week. Uh, hopefully, I will have just arrived at the Eiffel Tower, Paris. Uh, ten of us doing a sponsored bike ride from London to Paris. Where's um, Sir Cameron? Uh, yeah, sort of, here he is. And Charles and James down here. Anyone else here who's doing the bike ride? Joe, obviously. Yes, Angus there. Yeah, so there's a few of us, ten all together. Uh, linking with St. Mark's Battery Rides, who are also doing uh, rides of about 20, all raising money for IJM. If you want to sponsor, we'd love you to sponsor us. It goes to IJM, looking to uh, relieve 21st century slavery and the, the terrors about with men, women, and children around the world. Then 60 seconds, go to that tile, click on that, and you can see uh, through to a fundraising page. We'd love your sponsorship. Uh, here we are in Ephesians 4. Just before I read this, I'm going to read the first. 16 verses, but just to, to put it in a little bit of context, um, we're in our four G's, the kind of pillars of the faith uh, as a church here. Get connected was last week, get involved is this week, get giving next week in all its ways as part of our worship, get out there, make a difference. We're not called to be a holy huddle. So we're just rehearsing the sort of four pillars of our church. And... Um, so here I am diving into the middle of the letter to the Ephesians. The first three chapters, Paul's been writing to this church saying that the good news of God is that um, everyone is included. Everyone is involved. Uh, it's not just the descendants of Abraham, known as the people of Israel, the, sort of the, the chosen ones or the select, and the Gentiles, those who weren't of Israel, weren't God's chosen through Abraham. They kind of were in some way excluded, to sort of look on from the outside. No, Jesus has come to Israel and reached out to Samaria and other non-Jewish areas. He's healed lepers, people who were unclean, and he's demonstrated that it's not he caught their uncleanliness, he gave them his healing. That's what the kingdom came to do, that's why it's such good news. He reverses religion. The religious mindset that closes in. Now this is relationship with God that just releases and pours out. It's, it, it turns religious thinking upside down. And, and Paul sets that out in the first three chapters. And then from chapter four onwards, he says, look, you Jews and Gentiles, you black and white, you male and female, you old and young, you rich and poor, you multi-diverse, multi-ethnic community, which we come to know as the church, the gathering of chosen ones, called ones, invited ones. You people, this is how to live in such a way that other people can see they too are invited. They're all in on the party. God's party, God's banquet. And so hopefully as, as uh, we just begin the second half of this, this, this sort of argument of, of Paul, that the gospel is for everyone. Uh, get involved. Hopefully we'll see that in a, in a bit as I read through this. And I'll unpack it a little bit. And then there are some, by way of response, there's some practical stuff uh, that I'm going to ask every single one of us to do. Uh, so every one of us is going to respond. Uh, if, you're, if you're visiting here like a one-off, um, then I'll let you off. Yeah. Uh, but you can maybe take the idea and take it to your church if you worship somewhere else. But if you're relatively new here, brilliant, perfect timing. You just didn't on everyone else. And we're all going to get involved in some way and um, other practical ways downstairs with refreshments after this gathering. So, let's tee up Ephesians 4, 1 to 16. As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. 
bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? And he who descended is, very, is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. And from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Get in trouble. Get involved in what? In Christ's body. It's a metaphor that Paul uses here in the letter of the Corinthians. His body meaning the church. Um, many parts, but one. He, he emphasizes that. Make every effort, verse 3, to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. It's one body, one spirit. One hope, one Lord, one faith, one God. It's a lot of one. That's, that's, there's a lot of unity. Get involved. Uh, Lydia saying last week, there's no such thing as a solitary Christian. It's a contradiction in terms. We, we are connected to the Father who himself is, is three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Distinct and yet united. We know it as Trinity. We, we are made, created in his image. We have that kind of pattern in us. We're distinct, complete. I'm, I'm a whole person. And yet, in some ways, I'm, I'm incomplete in isolation. I'm made for connecting. Ultimately, with the Lord and with the Lord living in me to each of us. And not just to the people like me. Not just to the people I naturally get on with. That's called a clique. This is the church. So it's all ages and stages, all different backgrounds, all different abilities and experiences. That's how you can tell it's the church. Because <laughs> there's no way that a human organisation would come up with something as diverse as 
ecclesia, the church. And it's that oneness that demonstrates this, this has got to be God. And, and that's, that demonstrates that the individual people who make up the oneness understand God as diverse, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and yet one. And the, the metaphor of the body is quite a good one, actually. Because we, we, I, don't, I don't say, for example, my head has an ache. I say, I have a headache. So part of my body, a part of my body is aching, and it affects the whole of me. That's a negative example. So let's say I win the lottery. I don't say, oh, my right hand won the lottery. I, I won the lottery, but it was my right hand that filled in the form. Yeah, but the whole body, thank you. Ka-ching. And it's the same with us. We, we, are, we are one body. Church here. We join with this Christ Church Fulham meeting shortly, just across the way, in St. John's, Wallen Green, and St. Matthew's, and all those in our Hammersmith and Fulham Deanery, and in our Kensington area, and in the, and that's just the Church of England. There are Baptists and Methodists, all these people who are worshipping God in their own kind of styles and ways and patterns. We're one with those who take Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. I'd want to go further and say, you know, to to, to deny that, that we, we all belong to the one church, is in some way to deny your Christian faith. It, it's like saying the Father does not belong to the Son, or the Son does not belong to the Spirit, or the Spirit is somehow not connected to the other two in, in Trinitarian unity. You're, you're, it's, it's the ultimate heresy. Don't go there. We belong. Get connected. And if you're, if you're connected to, to, to work through the body method, you, you have to be involved. My, my head is not just connected to the rest of my body. It is, hopefully. Thankfully. But it's more than that. It's, it's, it's connected and, and involved. So all the, all the neurons racing through my brain and sending messages throughout my body. The whole thing is, is connected and integrated and involved. So to us, we, we're called not just to connect, but to be involved. So Paul unpacks it with one body, the unity, and everyone plays a part effectively. Verse 7, each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. He goes on, he sort of refers to kind of... Um, in ancient times, when a victorious king returned with all the booty that he got from the, from the vanquished, and uh, as, as a sort of part of the spoils, like a bonus, if you like, he dished it all out. So he took captives and gave gifts to his people. The, 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 the analogy wears thin because gold and silver rusts and fades and doesn't last, but the, the gifts that this king, who's won an eternal victory, gives to his people, until they just keep on growing and growing and growing. The gifts of the Spirit in us. So it's how much more does Jesus do this with us and offer this victory parade with us? So, verse 11, Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip his people for works of service. Commentators know this is the, the, that little list is the, the five-fold ministry. Kind of, they're just some broad headings of, of gifts and abilities and passions that um, in one way, shape or form, probably all of us identify with at least one of those. Apostles, 
are those with kind of in, in visionary sort of entrepreneurial leadership. They're the people who can kind of see where we need to get to. They're slightly frustrated with where we are now. That's where we need to get to. They've got the ability to inspire others. To, that's where we need to get. They can, they can see what others can't quite yet see. The apostles. Or the prophets. Who, who just have they tune into God in a way that, that they're able to bring the now word of God. Not the new word of God. We, we have, according to our articles of faith, everything we need for salvation contained in the closed canon of scripture. Everything here. This is like, if you like, the roadmap. But what prophets bring is like a sat-nav. So the, like a sat-nav doesn't add, it doesn't make up new streets and new roads. It, it just depicts exactly what is already there. But it, what the sat-nav can do is say, um, oh, on the route you're planning, there's a bit of traffic. So press here and I can cut 20 minutes off your journey. Oh, that's useful. And that doesn't able to tell me that. It doesn't, doesn't, so just the nowness. The prophets bring the, the kind of, let me just take this bit of scripture. It's as true as ever it was, but it, it's really going to impact us or you now. I, I want you to be aware of this. I'm not adding to scripture. I'm just highlighting. Prophets or evangelists. Evangelists are those who were like we, we sang it this morning. That time honoured him. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Evangelism, we all sing that. We go, yeah, nice. Evangelism, that's so true. I don't, if I know that, surely everyone else has the right to know that. I, I, how can I not tell someone else about the good news of Jesus Christ? How can I not invite them? Evangelists burn with, with the kind of indignation that there should be non-Christians. God is overall and in all and through all. We read it just now. Or pastors, teachers, they're the ones who are concerned for people to grow and flourish, to be truly who God has made them to be, rooted in the security of knowing they're loved by God, rooted in the truth of his word, not, not tossed about as Paul refers to later on by the like waves or every sort of whim and whimsy of the, of the culture. Fads that are here today and gone tomorrow, they should turn our heads and we go, oh gosh, what should that be like? And we kind of spin ourselves and flop on a clump on the floor. No, no, pastors and teachers have root yourselves, grow strong like an oak. You can withstand waves, winds. Any of those kind of stirs, as I was talking about those things, the apostle or prophet or evangelist or pastor, teacher, Hopefully something stirred that. Some, some of them probably left you cold, that's fine. And the body, see, we've got different paths, different people can do different things. But hopefully something, the Spirit of God was stirring something in you there. Oh, I, I resonate with that, I like that. I wonder whether God is, is growing that in me. That as you connect with us, get involved. So you connect through small groups or triplets or meeting up one-on-ones. However you meet up with fellow brothers and sisters, get involved in their lives and in the lives of the, of the life of the church. Exercise, practice those gifts, those passions for the sake of the body. They're not trophies, they're tools. Not things we shine and parade. They are to be used for the sake of others. Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. 
God wants to use you to get involved with other people so that we benefit. And you're part of the we. As you give, you benefit. Because someone else is giving to you. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Living like Jesus lived. Loving like Jesus loved. Seeing as Jesus saw. Impacting like he did. The Gospel reading in the, in the lecture, the pattern of readings which we had at the 8.30, talked about a miracle that Jesus did. And he said to the crowd, hey, don't, don't go on about it. But they couldn't help. And the, uh, it was in Mark's Gospel. Mark says, the crowd were amazed at what he did. We, we do this, we get involved, so that the church matures and becomes so full of Jesus that everyone around is amazed of what God does in and through us. Trouble is, often people have said that the church, too often it resembles a football match where you've got 22 people on a patch of grass in desperate need of a rest, being watched by 40,000 people in desperate need of exercise. And maybe the way we set up here, and you're, we, we set up the chair so that you're all facing this way. And I'm stood here in front of you, uh, and I'm, the reason I'm standing is so that you can all see me. Uh, and there's a practical thing, because I, I'd quite like you to be able to hear what I've got to say, which I believe is from God. And so I'd, I'd love you to receive it, and it makes sense if you can see me. But what we can fall into, and I've got this little thing on here, which sort of basically means I'm purport to be qualified. Uh, and so there's sort of trust issues and that kind of thing. And so what we can sink into is, ah, oh, it's Tim, or it's Cara, or it's Laura, or it's the guys here. It's just a few of them. And I'll, I'll pitch up, maybe. What's on telling you? Uh, maybe not. It's not church. It's not church. Get connected. Get involved. Every single one of us. How do we finish that reading? Uh, from him, the whole body joined, etc., etc., as each part does its work. There's a guy called Steve Nicholson, who's a, a pastor in the States of quite a big church. And they're a very informal church, they're not a, they don't have too much liturgy, but he's kind of created some a, sort of um, um, a, a kind of a, a statement and response. And on a regular basis, he stands up. They've got quite a big staff team, a number of people leading services and, and, and preaching, but a, you know, a tiny fraction of the whole church body. And he stands up and he says, uh, on a regular basis, who are the ministers in the church? And he's trained everyone to say, we are. It's just a, just a kind of reminder. Who are the ministers? We are. None of this stuff is going to happen in the church or out there unless we are in Behold. Now, for, for sort of practical reasons, because um, uh, you guys are uh, called to uh, live and work where you do, uh, many of you are, are hard at work in different uh, sectors of employment, and you're bringing salt and light in those places, which is fantastic. And so, in terms of time, your your time your, your time capacity is relatively poor for reasons I totally 
totally understand. I don't know how some of you do the things that you do on top of a, uh, the jobs that many of you have. And so what that means is as part of your worship, you generously give, you sacrificially give. We'll say a bit more about that next week. But creates a pot of money for us to employ staff that can do some stuff on your behalf. And again, the danger is that we can slide into thinking, uh, well, we've got a staff team, so they can do the stuff, and we'll, we'll rock up and kind of spectate. I'm being, I'm being harsh. Uh, I guess many of you, I look out here, I'm feeling quite convicted, I should say that to many of you, I know I'm not spectating, you are so involved. But that, and committed, and faithful, and unbelievably fruitful. And I thank God for every single one of you involved in all sorts of things. But it, it's a mindset we just, I think all I want to say is let, let's, let's watch it. Let's, let's be careful. Just um, a horse has just gone by and I'm going to jump on it. Just recently I was involved in some, um, uh, some interviews and, uh, 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 for, for another post. I mean, it boiled down to two uh, candidates and one of the candidates was unbelievably impressive. Uh, you know, this candidate could do this, do that, do the other, and do the other. And there was a sort of sense of, wow, it, it, with the interview band. And then the other candidate was quite unassuming, actually, pretty, pretty impressive CV. And clearly, you know, it's integrity. This candidate clearly done and was able to do what, so, but just was basically a facilitator, a releaser, an enabler. And I was so heartened when the, because personally, I think we were all of one accord, including the reps of the parish in this appointment, in this appointment process. That they recognised the danger that having this amazing minister would, would be, um, that they would clue, they would slide into, you know, hey, come and watch our minister perform. It's amazing. And, and they would, it would be a kind of, it, it slide into the kind of consumerist model of church. And we unanimously opted for the other candidates who hadn't got the kind of ta-da element, but would just gently release, enable, train, and equip others. I want to say that insofar as we've discerned those two candidates, both amazing servants of God, but insofar as we discern their kind of ability, that that is the, the, the one we've gone with, the appointment we made, just more in keeping with what Paul's talking about here. Getting involved to release others to ensure that the whole thing grows. With me? Make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of not shouting anything that you don't, but it's just every now and then, I think it's good to be reminded. Do you notice two things, and then I want to get on to the practical. Uh, verse 15, instead, instead of what? Well, verse 14, where as he describes us as, as infants, Pray to, to being not this way and that. You may reckon now with, with our technology, social media and so on, uh, that we are preached at 3,000 times a day. There are 3,000 messages, some of them very overt, some of them very subtle. You think it's an advert about this, but look how they're dressed, or look where the location is, or look at the car they're driving. And subtly, oh, all of them just slightly chipping away at, are you sure you're in the right place, wearing the right thing, talking to the right people, doing the right job? Are you sure? Because look at this side. He seems to be doing better than you. Look what he's wearing. Look how much he's earning. Look who he's with. 
Are you sure? Kind of this sense of slight, subtle dissatisfaction. And so you, oh yeah, maybe. I, mm. And so you start looking. You sort of click on that. Maybe I'll click on that just to see. Just to see. Click. Oh. Maybe I should be. Maybe me tossed about. Because that's just the latest fashion. In six months' time, it'll be something else, or somewhere else, or someone else. Well, you know, don't talk about that. kind of. That's what, frankly, children do. He, he, he prayed earlier in chapter 3 that we will be rooted and established in his love. Rooted in him. That when the winds blow and the waves come, no. So it, instead, this, this body of people that get involved with one another for the sake of the church, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. And then verse 16, from him... The whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We, we grow up into Christ and we live from Christ. It seems to me this is a sort of two, two-way thing in, in a healthy body. So how might we help grow the body up into Christ? Well, it's... Just, and again, you're, you're not going to be surprised to hear me say that we are constantly looking for new people or more people to help with our children's work and young people's work. And I think that's going to be the more so when this comes into being. As we, these photos, um, don't, just don't do it justice when you're, I can't wait for you to be in the building. And you will see. But you can begin to walk outside. You see how they've done the east window, they've changed the glass, and you can see what it's going to be like. What formerly was this building of shunk, people have learned in this community just to ignore us. They've, they've learned just to walk outside that, there's that shunk museum to, you know, uh, what is the archdeacon calls it, the empty palace of a long dead king. It's what most people think, subconsciously. Oh, really, we, we just earn relevance. Now we're going to, hey, light is going to pour out in the evenings, and life is going to be evident and visible. You can see all the way through to the kitchen, people gathering, chatting. They're going to see you. I thought the church was six little old ladies, to be caricaturically sexist. And then they're going to see you. I go, oh, wait a minute. In the church was that. Intrigue. Wonder. And, and part of this is Nappy Valley around here. Because I, I, I live here, when you're all hard work, well, I see the number of buggies that just go to and fro across the green. Honestly, any one time. There's just the creches and, and mum's groups and, and all the stuff that is around here. As they come in, following their intrigue, their nosiness, we, we're going to welcome them. We're going to need to have a team that, when they trickle through onto a Sunday, can teach in bite-sized chunks the good news of Jesus Christ in ways that these guys can digest. Does the thought of that, don't worry if you think, oh, I can't do that, does the thought of it excite you? Because we can train, that's why we've got Hannah. See, Hannah, we, we will employ Hannah to train you up to be able to do that, to equip God's people for works of service so that the body's built up, so that children who aren't yet part of the kingdom can come in and discover that God loves them. They never knew that. They have a father who will never leave them or forsake them. Even if that falls short sometimes here on earth. So, so children, youth work, is that something you think, okay, as, as part of my getting involved, I could, could do that? Or, or Connor, again, the temptations, if you look at Connor and Matt, oh, they're amazing, they don't need any help. Well, we'd love to grow what we have here. 
we'd, we'd love, I mean, I, we've got free services on a Sunday, but what about a midweek one? Or what if we grow? What if we grow? So maybe there's another service, but we need to train up people for a plant. We need worship leaders. You've got a musical gift or ability. Either you've got a great voice or you, you, you're good with, um, uh, with the... With the um... <laughs> I'm not a musician. What are those things called? It's a connecting the instruments. That's what I was going for. There we go. <laughs> oh boy. Anyone want to be a vicar? <laughs> you don't have to be talented on the top of the just... Uh, reminding me, because uh, actually, do you know what is such a help? These these guys, actually, in a minute, I want a round of applause to every, everyone on the worship team. Because these guys, we sort of saunter in at uh, five ish. Uh, these guys are here at half three every Sunday. They cut short whatever is lovely something afternoon. No, I'm here, three thirty. And they're setting it up and what lead goes where and doing all this stuff. And then they're rehearsing and rehearsing, rehearsing and practicing. Then they pause to pray. They pray for, for everyone here. We've prayed for every single person here. Collectively, so that they're ready to fire. That's a commitment. Thank you, God, for our musicians. Yeah. And then the service, and then the pat down. Don't you think that some of these musicians are quite sociable? They've got people they like to meet or chat to, and instead they've got uncovering and all the things that fit it all nice and neatly in the cupboard. Do you know what would be a real help? is if there was just one or two people on the team getting involved by just helping, pat down. You don't have to sing a note. You don't have to play an instrument. Just, just help at the end, after these guys have been serving for, what's it going to be, three, three and a half, four hours. That, that would be such a help. That would, that would bless Connor's socks off as leader of the team. Could, could you get involved in that way? So that's kind of growing up into the team. There are other ways. I was chatting at Focus with um, Charles and Tim. Uh, if you don't know you knew or visiting, Charles and we, we, I think it'd be fair to say we would not have been able to do the Living Space Project if it wasn't for them. They both work in the building industry and um, uh, they have brought their expertise to our project. Cheers, guys. Um, <laughs> I, see, I see you at Greenwich on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make no sense to tape, but we'll leave it there. Um, and I was talking to them, and they, they, this is what I said, they, because they work for the man, like we, most of us do, you know, the man, we kind of work for the boss or the thing, we, we've got to, we contracted in. They do their building stuff that they've got to do. What they've loved, because at times I thought, how have you given hour upon hour upon hour voluntarily? To, to this project. You've come in, we've had early morning meetings at half past seven, uh, before work, we've had site meetings, endless phone calls, endless emails, chasing contractors, chasing, chasing the foreman, chasing the architect, all the come on, come on, tie all together. How do you, and they honestly said we've nothing. Because we've got all the training and the skills and the experience in our place of work, it's been such a treat to use it at our church. We've been such a treat to do it in the place where we come, where our friends are, and where we worship. And to think that I can use my skills and gifts home here to release ministry here. It's been brilliant. We've loved it. Tim Burble was made to wear a hard hat and hide this. I'm convinced of it. He just, he just loves, he loves it. I was in a meeting with him the other day. Well, we had, we had to have a meeting because the lighting guys and the 
contracted guys were having a bit of a barney and I, I, I was just happy. I've got no idea. I don't know how to sort this out. First, brilliant. You just came into like, what's the issue? What's the issue? It's just a bang like that. It, 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 it was sorted. <laughs> Brilliant. It's because that's what he's skilled about, skilled in, that's what he's passionate about. He just did it. Wouldn't it be brilliant? And wouldn't it be brilliant if if a skill or a passion that you've got you could use to further to grow the church and further the kingdom? That, that lies outside children and youth work or, or worship and ministry. Or, or baking cakes for, for an afternoon tea, or, or um, occasionally leading a life group, or, or speaking, you kind of establish churchy things. What if, what if you've got a skill or an ability, uh, 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 just something honed by experience, that you could offer the church up into Christ, or from Christ, the community? You think, oh, I haven't really got any skills. Yes, you have. We did a little thing as the staff team. We thought, okay, let's try this out. What are our skills? So on the kind of staff WhatsApp, started all, you know, putting our skills. And um, I, won't, I won't reveal who is brilliant at welding. <laughs> We've got a welder amongst us. Uh, I'll leave you, you've got a part of us getting involved again. Next. You've got to find out who that is. Uh, I have all sorts of little skills and abilities, but... But, but underneath it is actually, here's the bottom thing, bottom line. Every one of us, you're interested in people, or, or you kind of wouldn't be here, and you've got something you can talk about. So I would be, if I was signing up, one of the things I would sign up as a skill is I could chat for hours about mountaineering or sport, apart from darts. I don't really count as sport. But if you, if you want to, I promise you, I can spend the whole rest of the evening on the ashes. And uh, Steve Smith, and Ben Spokes, and well, I, I promise you I can fill the whole evening listening to you, I'll be really engaged with you if you want to engage on the ashes. Or you can talk about the Rugby World Cup coming out. Or you can talk about Fulham and are they going to promote it or not. You probably, that'll be a shorter conversation than most of you, but I can go for weeks about Why do I say that? Because, because, in looking for me to make a connection in order to encourage people to get involved, they see this. And they go, oh. and immediately the defence is gone, they think he's going to. And so that's why you see, I love it when people realize, that's why I have Ruth, we employ Ruth to be the kind of smiling buffer. Uh, so they, so they get engaged Ruth, they go, oh great, I've got some normal person. Who's nice. I don't have to speak to the vicar. People are frightened speaking to the vicar when they ring up. But you see, if I could just. Talk about something that actually connects a lot of people with the language of sport, then there's a connection. This isn't it's not religious, we're just talking about ah, oh, ah, oh, and we, we, we flare each other's passion or interest. And so then we get intrigued because we've got, we've got more in common than I thought we did. Oh, so tell me more about this, or can I ask you about that? And I'm beginning to get involved. And then once I'm getting involved, oh, I find I'm inviting. This works. Get connected. Get involved. So downstairs, I put a, um, a, 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 a sort of heading just called befriending. And the idea is, what we'd like to do, and this is where I, actually just in readiness, you want to get your phone out. 
if you, uh, sorry to assume, maybe you haven't got a phone, perhaps not everyone has a phone, but if you do have a phone, and most of us do these days, get a phone out. Because here's what I'm going to ask you to do, is, is, uh, I'm going to finish it, this is the response, is I'm going to ask you to um, think about a skill that you have. It could be as simple as chatting school, upholstery, love baking or cooking, uh, home decoration, could be politics, any number of things that you're passionate about, a sort of skill, it can be practical things. You're, you're brilliant um, with um, carpentry and, and basic DIY. You, you could be part of a move here towards digital inclusion. You'd be amazed how many of the sort of older generation are so perplexed by these things, actually. They, they use them. Uh, and quick story, just the other day there was an older guy in um, our parish and he, his computer, he uses a computer, he doesn't understand it. And suddenly, for no reason, his computer said, that's it, I'm not playing anymore. And it just went, oh. And the guy was sort of, uh, 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 sort of Mr. Bean. <laughs> Unfortunately, a young woman who, who actually goes to our church came over and said, would you like me to help with your computer? And the older man said, oh, that'd be amazing. And the young woman, because she's kind of technical native, she's not an immigrant, she just, she doesn't know how she knows, she just knows. So she went, click, download, upload, change, there. And the, they, it transformed that old man's life. I said, thank you, Ruth. <laughs> and we said, <laughs> Digital inclusion. I visit some of the older people, and they, it, it almost invariably they're okay. They can have a because they've got a son or a daughter who's around who visits regularly. What about all those people who don't have a son or a daughter or a Ruth type, someone who can help them? These things are unbelievably isolating if you're on the wrong side of them. If you don't understand or you haven't got them. So, so what, if, what if you, if you, just, you, you know far more than you think you do with these things. What if we were to have a digital inclusion session once a week in the living space? And we just make it known, we've got eight friends outside, do you need help, advice, can, can we help you with anything? And we just make it known. I'll go around with the health centres and the the clinics at the kind of community nodal points to say, look, we're offering help here, if that would be a help. Because they probably won't come to the church first, I'll go to the GP. And people say, oh, I know somebody who can help. And we make connections with the community so we can get involved and, and help. So what skill have you got? Practical skill. Or, or just a befriending skill. Something that, if we could have it on our database, if you're willing to give it to us, we could kind of use, marshal and use, so that when we become aware, more aware of the needs out there, from Jesus, out into the community, when we become more aware of what people need, we can just quickly go, ah, oh, uh, X, or Y, or Z, David Bridge, why don't we connect them up? We, we make connection to help people get involved. So here's the thing, on 60 seconds, the last tile on 60 seconds, you can find it now. Going with deleted files. <laughs> and the last tile is uh, what skills have you got? And you can click on there 
And you can actually let us know now what is your skill, what's your passion, what's your ability, what could you offer? So that you can equip the body of Christ and those not yet part of the body and enable us together. We'll be, we're happy to kind of administrate it on your behalf if you're willing to give us that information. A passion, a skill, an ability. So that we might be able to deploy you to befriend others. One of the things we're thinking is that relatively few people just come to church. Usually they come at the invitation of someone else, and usually actually with that person, or they come with someone. It's quite intimidating to walk into a new place that you don't know on your own. There are so many unknowns that tend to repel most of us. We've got used to, to, to church, and so we, we kind of take the right, saunter in. But it's quite a thing, even here, to come in the room, you go up the stairs, you can hear something upstairs, you're not quite sure. Are they like me? Will they welcome me? Am I dressed right? <coughs> You've got to be to, to go on your own. So, but to go with someone. So, so we, we're wondering whether it's part of this befriending thing, whether every now and then you, you commit to, to pitching up early, let's say it's sort of half four, um, in one of the local cafes, brilliant, we've got these cafes or pubs just really nearby, and we, you could meet up, we could say to someone who's thinking, wondering, well, would you like to meet with someone who we know has got a shared interest? Why don't you have a chat about the weather? <laughs> Whatever it is. Holidays. Uh, uh, but the part of the world you've both visited. We've found whatever it is, a connection we've made. And you chat. And as you're chatting, you can, you can walk with them to church. So much easier for them to come in. Once they've come in once and met you guys, you, you're the secret weapons. Once they've met us, and we, tell, we get this feedback all the time, friendly, welcome, invited. So once they've met us, some you do next time for them to connect and get involved. So downstairs, we're going we're gonna to worship uh, in just a, a moment, but uh, so we're, uh, just to just really say, because it reminds us, oh Lord, you, this is amazing. You, you have invited me and included me in on this, this great adventure. It's, this is fantastic. The thing, don't, you see Laura's excitement with the building. That's nothing compared to the excitement of the kingdom that the building enables and releases and hosts. The excitement of seeing people finally discover who they are as we connect with them and they get involved with God and with us for the sake of the kingdom. So we're going to worship and sheer joy and delight at what he's uh, released in us. Uh, and then when we've done that, I'll probably close the formal part of our gathering up here. Um, and then downstairs there's refreshment. I think there's some, oh, that's some good news, James. Like, yeah, the good news is. Say it. I can hear that. That's very good. So that is downstairs. Tea, coffee, refreshments. And then there's some sign up charts downstairs as well. So that's for the children that are growing into, the building up the body, uh, worship, children's work, youth work. There's a friendly sign up. And there's also. Oh no, they're already down there. Some post-it notes. So that if I've, if I've missed something, or as I've been speaking, the Spirit has inspired an idea in you, can you write it on the post-it note and, and let us know? What, what's burning in you? What are you excited about? Or an idea that you think the Lord's 
might be might be calling us to get involved with that I've kind of not covered or mentioned. Then, then jot it down. We'd love to hear it, honestly. But this stage now, we're living space about to be, uh, the building uh, about to be reopened. We're at the stage when, well, this stage, this time period, and our connection with the local community. Let's start again. Take it back and say, this is so good. You are so good. We're, we're going we're to worship you in song because, because of you and the way you have brought us into relationship with you and with one another. We say this is so good. And this is only a shadow. This is only a foretaste of what's to come. This is going to get better and better and better. And Lord, the more we give of ourselves, we recognize, we kind of in, in trust and in faith, we say, the more we give of ourselves, the more Thank you.